Border City is a new podcast from the San Diego Union Tribune, presented by the Los Angeles Times. I'm Sandra Dibble, a journalist who left my job and family in Washington, D.C. to report on Tijuana, Mexico. It's my story about beauty, tragedy, and belonging in one of the world's most violent cities. A second journalist was shot and killed in Tijuana, both murders taking place in less than a week. I expected to stay a year, maybe two, but my plans changed as I discovered the many different worlds that converge at the U.S.-Mexico border. Where would you go or what would you eat when you're here? Because I've got to go out to dinner tonight and I don't know where to go. No disrespect to San Diego. There's a lot of great restaurants here. I personally would drive over to Tijuana and that will rock your world. Whenever I catch the news these days, I see stories about the U.S.-Mexico border. And so many times, I'm struck by one thought. They don't capture the heartbeat of the place where I've lived and worked for almost 28 years. New report ranks Tijuana as the most violent city in the world. Porterfield State Park closes at sundown, and just before it, some folks made a dash for the U.S. border from the other side. They crossed the wall! They crossed the border! They're not coming into this country. They might as well turn back. They're not coming into this country. It's not that the stories are wrong. It's just that in the rush of daily news and in the fury of talk show debates, So many voices are drowned out. I'm Sandra Dibble, and this is Border City, a new podcast from the San Diego Union-Tribune. It's about my time reporting in Tijuana, a city on the busiest stretch of the border, a city both cursed and enriched by its proximity to the U.S. It's about the people who live here and the people who pass through, about the geography that shapes and sometimes breaks them. I was curious about a city that, just like me, seemed caught between worlds. It turned out that I had arrived at a critical year for Mexico, 1994. On January 1st, indigenous Zapatista rebels in southern Mexico declared war on the Mexican government. Hundreds of armed peasants have seized control of four towns in southern Mexico. They demanded rights and recognition for the country's indigenous people, and they called themselves the Zapatista Army of National Liberation. The Zapatistas wanted to draw attention to the injustice and poverty that was sending so many people to the United States. On that same day, the North American Free Trade Agreement was launched. It created a giant trade zone made up of Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. Today, we have the chance to do what our parents did before us. We have the opportunity to remake the world. But before the year was out, a major peso devaluation brought new challenges to Mexico. It was called the tequila crisis. Mexicans struggled with rising prices and spiking interest rates. Investors lost confidence and moved their money out of the country. In Tijuana, there was also a feeling of impending violence like the first raindrops of a storm. The Arellano Felix drug cartel was defending its control of the smuggling route through Tijuana into the U.S. Rivals were murdered. Cops and prosecutors were bribed and threatened or killed. The cartel was run by five brothers from the state of Sinaloa. They began as small-time marijuana smugglers, then expanded to cocaine and heroin. They were growing rich and more powerful. Then... Just a week before I started my job, 
An unthinkable crime drew the eyes of the world to Tijuana. Luis Donaldo Colosio was Mexico's leading presidential candidate. He was in his mid-40s, handsome, charismatic. He talked about social justice. The election was still five months away, but Colosio was sure to win. His party, the Partido Revolucionario Institucional, hadn't lost a presidential election in 65 years. Yo veo un México con hambre y con sed de justicia. On March 23rd, Colosio was wrapping up a campaign stop in Tijuana. He was in the working-class neighborhood of Lomas Taurinas. A video from that day shows him trying to make his way through thousands of people. They had crowded into a vacant lot to see him. He could barely move. A lively cumbia played in the background. At the words, Oye, José, a hand with a pistol emerges from the crowd just a few inches from Colosio. It fires, hitting him in the head. Then it fires again, hitting him in the stomach. The crowd is so large and the music so loud that at first, most people don't realize Colosio had been shot. Then there's panic, and the video blurs. Colosio is rushed to a hospital, but he doesn't survive. Subscribe and listen to Border City at San Diego Union Tribune.com slash Border City or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>